What's up, everybody? I go by the name of Doggy Diamonds. You are now listening to No Filter Podcast. No filter means honesty. If you're afraid of honesty, then this ain't the podcast for you. We're going to be honest today. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Doggy Diamonds. Another episode of Doggy Diamonds No Filter. This is like a special version. After I did the, the joint that I did last week with uh, Prodigy, bringing back that interview, I was like, yo, I should bring back more interviews that you have maybe never heard in audio form. Maybe you saw the video. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. I'm not really sure. So much content I've put out over the years might have got lost in the cracks, lost in the sauce. So I got to bring my shit back because I got to let y'all know that you know, some dope shit, you know, it's almost like remastering a song that you had that was dope or a a Jordan sneaker coming back out. Sometimes you got to put your shit back out because it was fly the first time and it got overlooked. So in this one and this week, I decided, you know, for years, anybody who's known me personally and um, privately know how much I idolize Pete Rock, you know, in, in so many ways, you know, I emulated him. This just everything about him musically. I just emulated him. Because he was just like my inspiration to to do everything that I was doing, from DJing to producing, you know, trying to get the same equipment. Well, not trying, getting the same equipment that he had at 16. I mean, I got it at 16. You know, just whatever Pete Rock did, I was on it. I wanted to do that. And, you know, to meet somebody that you idolize and they are the same person that you hope they would be, you know, they they cool, humble and 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 you know, just overall a good person and that's the vibe that I got from Pete Rock meeting him. So, I'm going to give y'all a little backstory real quick. So, my homie Distro Lord called me to come to uh Brooklyn Bowl to interview Rozelle. Rozelle was having a um, release party. So, this is my first time in Brooklyn Bowl. So, you know, I go in there, I'm like, "Oh shit, this is a bowling alley. They got a stage." I'm like, "This is different." So, Rozelle you know, was supposed to take the stage. Uh, Rob Swift is DJing. Um, and I know that Pete Rock is DJing also. And Rozelle is going to take the stage. So I'm there. Um, Sadat X is there. Uh, Rozelle Jr. is there. Large Professor is there, which is another person who, you know, <clears throat> let me clear my throat, DJ Cool. But um, another person that, you know, is a... a as a producer and, and somebody who put on for the culture, just straight up and down, you know, fucking, you know, did so much for me coming up, you know, just, just following their footsteps. And one thing about me, man, when people are great, I like to tell them how great they are as much as possible, because I believe that people die from the lack of appreciation. For example, you know, you, you put all you could put into, you know, certain cultures and, and ventures and then it feel like nobody cares about it. You know, you could kind of wither away and die, you know, from unhappiness. So I I really believe people die from the lack of people showing them appreciation. So one thing about me, I always want to show appreciation that people that to people that came before me and especially people who influenced me. So I have no problem saying that in any interview I've done, anytime I've opened my mouth and people ask me who is my big influence. Pete Rock is always on that list, as well as Molly Maul, as well as um. You know, VJ Ralph McDaniels, you know what I'm saying? Those is like the people who influenced me the most and me being in this media, you know, uh, music culture and genre and all that. So I got off track. But long story short, so I'm interviewing um, Rozelle 
And um, Pete Rocks walked in. He said, oh, shit, it's Doggy Diamonds. Now, yo, I was just sitting there like, yo. And I asked him, I said, yo, you know who I am? He's like, yeah, hell yeah, everybody know who you are. So I was like, yo, look, man, if Pete Rock know who I am, I don't really care about who else know who I am besides Showbiz. Shout out to Showbiz. Showbiz showed me a lot of love, too, when I went to DITC studio. But I was like, yo, man. Mecca and the Soul Brother, like me going to Sam Mash at 16 and buying the SP-1200 and 950 because Pete Rock had one, you know, um, listening to all their classic albums, all the production he did, all the remix. I'm like, yo, this is Pete Rock. Like, this dude don't know what he did for me. And there's really no way to express that in person. But I was just so overjoyed, you know, to to meet him. You know what I'm saying? And him just being a good dude, man. That shit was just so, yo. Like, that was like one of the most, you know, people ask me all the time. You ever, you ever been like fanned out and shit? I was like, nah, I never really been fanned out. Because I look at a lot of artists like my peers and they're humans. But for Pete Rock especially, and the other one was Big Daddy Kane. But for Pete Rock, it was like, yo, I was, you know, smiling, man. I was just so happy that. You know, damn, man, like, you, you know, you got me through some rough times. I remember just playing your shit over and over. I remember listening to you on BLS, you know, um, you know, your night on BLS. I remember, you know, listening to your rhymes. And, you know, it's just, it's just, like I said, I could go on and on about how much, you know, I, I love Pete Rock. You know what I'm saying? And, and then just meeting him as a person. He was exactly who I wanted him to. Or hope that he would be. And then I told him. I said yo Pete. Yo after I interview you man. I don't think I could top that man. I, I think that's it for me. I don't even really want to do this shit no more. He was like nah you can't leave. The game needs you. You one of the only people who tell the truth. Yo. I was like wow. You know what I'm saying. And he didn't have to say none of that. You know I, I feel that way about myself. That I am one of the only people who. Do tell the motherfucking truth. But when Pete Rock say it. And um. I asked him for an interview. He said, all right, I got you, right? So he had left because he had to go do his DJ set. Yo, I thought he left. I was like, damn, man. He thought I thought I was going to get a Pete Rock interview. Yo, he bounced. I never got my interview. I was fucking mad. I wasn't mad at him, but I was like, you know, shit happens. I was sad and shit. I'm like, damn, man. I blew it. I could have got a Pete Rock interview. Yo, he came back. I said, yo, Pete, I thought you left. He said, nah, man, I couldn't leave without giving you that. Yo. Telling y'all, man, like, I don't know if y'all can hear the motherfucking excitement in my voice and shit, but, you know, this hip-hop thing has become so much different things now, but I'm glad I could say I remember what it was, and I remember how it affected uh, my life in a positive way, and how it used to affect people in a positive way, and how we used to lift people you know i don't i don't maybe it's still doing that for certain people you know it doesn't really do that for me as much maybe because i'm a little older and i understand life a little bit more and i don't have to lean on the music as a crutch but um i remember them dark days and just listening to carmel city and yeah, i could go on and on with the songs you know what i'm saying but shout out to pete rock man you know just for being a dope dude and a good good individual you know because a lot of dudes are just fucking assholes and I can't say Pete Rock is an asshole. And when it comes to music and hip-hop culture, he's definitely contributed so much to that with his gift and his talent 
and I can't thank him enough. So without further ado, um, I'm going to get into this interview I did with P-Rock. It's on my um, Doggy Diamonds TV YouTube. So if you want to see the interview, I make sure the link is in the description for the interview. So if you want to see the visuals, you can see the visuals. I make sure they're there. But this is the audio. Doggy Diamonds interviewing Pete Rock at Brooklyn Bowl. Thank y'all. I know I'm supposed to put out my podcast every Wednesday. So stone me, tar me, feather me. Uh, get mad at me for not doing it on Wednesday. I told y'all Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. See, I'm so full of shit right now that I'm supposed to say Wednesdays. Wednesdays are mine. They will be. I, I return every Wednesday. You know, I'm a I'm a, a day or two late right now. But yo, thank you to everybody who've been rocking with me. Um, the plays. Is definitely up. The charting is up. The YouTube is should be at like a hundred K by now. You know, by the time this come out, it's either at a hundred K or knocking on a hundred K door. But yo, I thank y'all, man. You know, I'm an individual who I never kissed nobody ass. I did everything the way I wanted to do it, mainly because not because I thought I knew everything, but because I gotta live with me and I gotta live with my decisions and I want to live with my decisions and live with me based off of things that I did, not what somebody coerced me into doing or somebody bought me and made me do based off of them giving me money. So the slow grind is sweet. It take a little longer, but when you're real, eventually you're going to get there. If you stay consistent, just don't ever give up. You know what I'm saying? And I just tell people that shit, don't ever give up. Keep chasing your reality. Because it's not a dream, it's a reality. Just keep chasing your reality and make it reality. You know, so with that, I want to get into this Pete Rock interview. Yeah, yeah, what it is, people? It's your boy, Doggy Dimes. Look, I'm going to be cheesing this whole time. I'm gassed. I'm hyped. I'm with the greatest producer of all time. I don't want him to be modest. Well, he could be modest. I'm going to brag for him. This dude right here um, influenced me in so many ways. First of all, besides being a producer, just him being a DJ. Cutting and scratching with Molly Mall. I think what you had one night, Kevy Kev, yes. Clark Kent. Yes. I remember that. And um, I used to rush home with my tape to hear Pete Rock in control. in control show. So his cuts and his scratches was crazy. That's before we knew he did any beats. But as a DJ, he was out of control. This is the legendary Pete Rock, the creator, Chocolate Boy Wonder, Soul Brother Number One. Mr. SB1200. Yes, sir. Uh, I copied the shit out of him. If y'all know that, like, my family will tell you, yo, I copied. I thought I was Pete Rock. So, yeah, Moby lived around the corner. Biggie lived down the block. You know what I'm saying? So this is what it is. This is Pete Rock. Pete, what's going on? Doggy Dimes. What's good, baby? I'm chilling, man. I'm out here in Brooklyn Bowl just relaxing. You know, came a little late, but glad I made it and represented for the crowd, B, you know? Um... So many years in the game. What's keeping you going? Why you still love this shit? Uh, you know what? I think it's creation. Like, just being able to make something so great, a beat that everybody's going to love, that kind of just keeps me keeps me going. And people's reaction to my music still keeps me making it. All right. Shut them down. Yeah. Remix. Yeah. How the fuck did you make it go from this speaker, out of this speaker, into this speaker, and it... You know, a lot of people don't know that. Well, it was it was this panning effect that we used to use in the studio where you could pan stuff to go from one side to the other. So when I made that beat, 
I said it would be cool if I could take a you know the the the, the sound that's making the most noise, which was the horn, and just have the horns just bouncing off the walls. You know what I'm saying? And it worked. You know what I'm saying? Yo, um, damn, I don't even know where to begin with you. What was your first beat that you did? Was it whack or was it was it dope? Uh, all the beats was whack in the beginning, bro. You already know how it go down. Like that's like a learning process. Process is you being whack first, you know? <laughs> and then loving it so much and being so passionately involved makes your beats better. You know what I'm saying? Nothing else. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know, love what you do, you're bound to be successful in it. You know what I'm saying? All right. I was confused because when y'all first did um, the creator, I thought you was the MC and CL Smooth was the DJ. Was that by design? That was by design in the video called The Creator. We switched places, you know what I'm saying? Where CL was rocking the tables and I was just rapping, you know, because on the whole album, I don't rap a lot. It's mostly CL Smooth the whole ride. But, you know, a few records I'll jump on, you know, for the fun of it. And that's what happened. That's what it was. And your boy, Grand Poo, I wrote my first joint called um, The Creator. He wrote it. And could we admit, I don't know if you want to admit it on camera, but yeah. you was the first person to do the ad-libs in the back. People thought it was Puffy, but that shit come from you. Nah, even Puff said it. Even Puff told me in the Bad Boy Elevator, he was like, yo, you know I got that from you, right? And I was like, yeah, it's all good, B. Do what, you, do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. And we make it, you know, pop off with the music. You know what I mean? That's that's what's up. You know what I mean? When y'all was creating Illmatic, um, what was going on through your mind? Cause you, when did you int, uh, uh, submit your beat? Did you hear other beats already? Um, I was a bit worried about the competition per se. Q-Tip, Large, Premier. I, I felt like I had to put my best foot forward, and um, I was able to do so with with the beat. Um, that Nas picked in my basement. He, you know, when he heard it, he kind of just kind of froze and was like, doing this in his head. Guess coming up with the idea. You know, we 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 magical like that. You know what I'm saying? Spot on. Like, and then next thing you know, he was like, Yo, I want you to sing the hook. And then I ended up singing on the joint, and it came out. You know, I ain't do no major singing like no R&B singing, but I just did some rap singing. You know what I mean? So. Did you feel like Q-Tip showed his ass on the remix, though? Man, did he? I, I, felt, I felt some type of way because I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that remix everyone was talking about. You know, the people love The World Is Yours, but the remix people definitely was yapping about, man, in, in, in the New York. You know, if he was around that time in New York, Cats was really vibing off that joint right there. You know what it was? It was the Les McCann sample and the SB-1200. Yeah. And it was a snare. I was like, what the fuck? Q-tip. That's, that's Q-tip. Like, the smallest sounds we make big. You know what I'm saying? And that's how a lot of our stuff was coming out. You know what I'm saying? Then we just started getting real ill with the digging and finding stuff that's, that, that people weren't, you know, hip to. And that was our thing. Like, that's what got us high. Like, finding stuff that people don't know about. Give us a record. Give us a beat that Nas passed on that you gave to somebody else. Um, I mean, I don't even remember, B. I, it was a, it may, maybe maybe one or two, but, you know, with him, I know I'm never worried, like, because I know he going to come, and he he I would like him to think I would come with something crazy all the time, every time. It's just a matter of sitting with him and going through 
through beats. You know what I'm saying? Do you realize that Saga Begins is one of the dopest fucking records ever made? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's the God, Rock Kim. You know I had to, you know I had to go in for the God. You know what I'm saying? Good looking. But um, with with Ra, that was like a, a childhood. I was on some fan, you know, like I'm a fan. Let me give you something. And then how that happened was, I went to D and D to see Primo one day, and had a cassette in my pocket of beats and yeah and I pulled it out in D&D and Rye was asking me yo what you got you got something for me and I pulled out the beat cassette and popped it in and played a couple of beats and that came on and the saga begins and the rest was history bro I ain't gonna front it was one thing that made me mad that happened to you um used to have these interludes in between the records just beats and then they rhyme and they made young G's (laughs) And I was like, that's Pete Rock shit. I was mad as a mother because, you know, we came up yeah. no biting. Of course, of course. How did you so, feel when you heard it? You know what? I looked at it as a compliment in sort of a way. I didn't really beef about it because I was just like, um, you know, well, they couldn't, I, you know, they could be taking a beat from Joe Schmo. At least they're taking it from me and keeping my name fresh out there. So that's how I looked at it. Your favorite beat you did is what? Between Reminisce and the World is Yours, I battle between those two. I think my favorite beat you did, damn, where do I begin? Um, I don't know, you did so much. I like It's On You. One in a Million is slept on. One in a Million. Are those, are those crickets in there? No. You know what? Uh, it's a jazz instrument that's in the sample, and it came off like that certain things that we would bug out off like when we make beats we listen back to the beat and we're like yo but what's what's that oh that's hitting at that certain t- it's just it's just wow you know what i mean how certain beats turn out and the other joint is next on the menu dun, 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 dun. Who's the man? yo that shit was just so i don't like yeah. you love long red too right oh. You know what? I was always experimenting with that sample because it sounded so good with drums. Any snare I would sample and put Long Red in there from Shut Em Down to whatever else on Mecca and the Soul Brother. Yeah, yeah. I used it a few times. And, um, you know, and then once people started saying what you're saying, I, I chilled out and just started going hard on original beats. And, you know, that was just one of my favorite, favorite things to use. Oh, faking Jax. What the, what he did with Impeach the President, I couldn't fuck with Impeach the President no more. It was like, what the fuck? What was going on through your mind that day? I think after I heard Unbelievable by Big and how Primo used uh, Impeach the President, I was like, you know what? Let me try, let me try and mess with it too. Let's see. Because those drums are so ill, you know, it's like you could throw it on a party and cats would just be, you know, you could cut it at a party and cats would love it. But... You know, that's one of my favorite breakbeats right there. Um, Molly Maul, could we talk about Molly for a minute? What does Molly Maul mean to you and hip hop? He's like a forefather to me, man. He's like, I looked at him as like one of my, a second father to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, kind of learned and watched, you know, being under Hev's wing, my cousin, and, and watching him in the studio and just kind of acted like a sponge with everything. I was young, I was like 14, 13. And then as I got older, you know, turn when I turned 15, have, you know, presented the opportunity 
from Marley to me to DJ on the radio because Kevy Kev at the time had gotten into a car accident and he, he needed a fill-in. So, you know, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to go in for the for the great Marley Mall because I'm, I'm also his number one fan. So, um, I wanted to ask you, too, what was the significance of you always using little Kane vocal samples and Biz Markie samples? <laughs> you know what? I caught that. I was talking to Kane about that one day. He's like, man, he's like, you know, he, he, he loved it, you know what I'm saying? But I, I told him I just couldn't help the fact that hearing how their voices sound, I think Kane's voice was one of the illest out of the Juice crew. Even Biz Marquee, a lot of people don't realize that there's talent. He has a, he, he was spitting lyrics, you know, back in them days. So I used to just love it, using their voices and certain things they said that sounded real dope over my beats. And and, and do, do you got an un... Unwritten rivalry with Primo. Let me tell you why. Because the Prophet, he did the Prophet, the remix. What, why you do that? <laughs> no, see, like, because I think between me and Prime, like, we were the only ones kind of on that same wavelength of, of thinking when it came to beats and stuff like that. You know, I would take it a little bit a step further than him, but he would take these little, little parts of the record and make it huge. And, like, you know, uh, for instance, Unbelievable was a perfect example of, of that. Uh, kicking the door, even though it's a loop, it's still a, a great chop. Or, you know, like anything that, from living proof to, you know, to, to J. Rule. Yeah, man, I mean, you know, to J. Rule stuff. So, you know, I just said I, I just want to hang in there with him. <laughs> and, and, and we, must we, hold on, see my phone ringing in the middle of shit. Get out of here. Listen. Well, look, though, let it all hang out. Adore. Yes, yes, adore, my man. Adore, you ain't deserve that beat, though. I'm going to keep it real with you. We was all mad. We like, why? He did his thing, though, but we was like, oh, man. The reason why that was so significant, because that was another Gangstar sample. That's my high school buddy, man, my my boy Eddie, you know what I'm saying? And um, he surprised me, man, when, when I... when. I heard his voice over it. I felt he did a great job. I, you know, we were all happy with it, me and Eddie F., everybody that listened back to it. And then we did the video in Harlem in front of the rooftop. So we, we, we was, we was we, at that time, we was bubbling nicely. Pete Rock, I seen Jermaine Dupree said he invented the remix. What did you think about that when you heard that? I mean, you know. If, if cats know the real, if cats know what it is, no disrespect to Jermaine Dupree because that's the big homie. But, um, you know, cats know the real and know who started what because I take it from people before me. You understand what I'm saying? The Mollies, the, 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 you know, Africa Islams and all those people like that. And, you know, Cool Herc, of course, Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out, Jazzy J. I can name countless DJs from that era that I... That I took my mojo from and kind of just mixed it with what I like to do with beat making. Are you going to do a new album soon? Yes. I got something coming out with Smoke Dizzle called Don't Smoke Rock. We got Wale on there, Rick Ross on there, The Locks on there. Um, Cam was on there, Cameron. Um, Mac Miller. You know Hold on. He did G's up for Jim Jones and Max B, man. Shout out to Max B. Yo, he did G's up. For Jim Jones and Max B. You know what I mean? Jim, Cam, all of y'all, man. Jules, even Hell Row, B. Peace.
Yo, he end up getting you end up getting the Jay Z record kind of like by default, right? On the on the throne joint, man. Default, thanks to Kanye West, of course, because um, you know Kanye showing me a lot of respect. Um, kind of reached out and we um, started working together, and I was helping him out on a few joints, you know. And we, you know, he ended up taking that beat and putting Jay on it, and then you know. Engineer Young Guru called me one day and, and, and just blew my mind and played it for me over the phone, and I couldn't believe hearing Jay's voice because me and Jay been trying to get with each other for a while, but it's, it's always been like this. And you know, Jay always on a mission, getting it popping. So you know, we just kind of melt, melted together on this. So I, you know, I could keep you here all night. I ain't gonna do that because I love this shit right here. Like, like I said, when my people see me sitting with you, they gonna be like, yo. That nigga happy because they know I idolize Pete Rock just for so many different reasons. Um, because what he did for for hip hop and what he do for hip hop, it's like he set the the precedent and the ball for what we thought we needed to do and still do because he still did shit that can't be topped to this day. You know what I'm saying? Right now, 2016, what equipment are you using? Um, NPCs, of course, the Renaissance. Um, I'm still on that 2000 XL a lot. Um, Akai, rack mounts, old school stuff, but like still does the job for me. You know what I mean? So I'm 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 happy with what with, with where I am with with the technology. How many SP twelve hundred discs do you got somewhere? This a lot. I, I got four SPs, just you know, four drum machines, and then I got like the twenty five hundred. I got the two thousand. I got the Renaissance. I had the 3,000, I sold it. So right now, people want beats from you. How do they get up with you? Um, they, could, they could hit me on Twitter, on Facebook. They got my handle on, um, you know, on my, my website, PeteRock.com, where I sell merch and, and hats and, you know, T-shirts and stuff. And, and, and you on Instagram, is that really you, Agent? Um... Agent CBW7. He likes to post album covers and shit. See, like I'm telling you, I follow this man. I know every fucking thing he do and shit. Yeah, like this I'm dude, yeah. He like James. He loved James Brown too. You know what I'm saying, love that cat. You know, that's where I actually take my style from. So, yo, we here with motherfucking Pete Rock, the legendary. We gonna get up another time and really, really, really chop it up and go through it because I know he got the craziest stories ever. Doggy Diamond TV. You know how he do. You know what I'm saying. Love how he covers the real. Yo. Grap lovers, shout out to Grap too, man. Grap, yeah, Grap was trying to hold me down. He's like, yo, Pete, you got it, you got to, man. Of course. And then shout out to Westside Gun too. We supposed to get up and do some things too. Whoa, and it gotta be with Conway too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conway, nice. Even, uh, even currency, uh, we overdue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fan of these guys. So, yo, you gotta go through Pete Rock, Joey Badass. You need some Pete Rock. Jay Z, you need some Pete Rock. We need an Illmatic too. We, we, you know, y'all got to go back in. Um, last cosign. Yeah. Producer right now that, that's wowing you right now. Not. Man, that boy from Mars. You know what I'm saying? That boy is from Mars. And he's like my number one. And then, of course, Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Madlib. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and Madlib is like... I think Dilla and Madlib, that's kind of cheating a little bit because they so retarded. MF Doom, Dilla, Madlib. I like the new kid, Apollo Brown, too. Yes, yes. Apollo Brown is sick with it. We was just in Paris together, actually, not too long ago. 
shout out to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shout out, you know, um, I can hear your influence on a lot, Kev Brown, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kev, my man. You know, he used to come to the crib, and we used to be making beats in the crib. And, like, my brother Grap and his friends and Kev and all of them, be chilling in the crib. Then the next thing you know, they all fall asleep and wake up to a hot beat. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is, this Doggy Diamonds. We about to get out of here. This man sampled Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Hope that we be together soon. That's how real it is. Sucker MCs, please think twice. Yeah. You don't know what yeah. you're doing. Think about that. Yo. Holla at your boy. We out. Peace. All right, all right. I got to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening to Doggy Diamonds No Filter Podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure you share this. Spread the word. Talk about it. Argue with me. I don't give a fuck what you do. Leave a comment. This is Doggy Diamonds. I'm out of here. See you on the next podcast. Peace. Did this. Doggy Diamonds did this.